0: Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk Joining me today is Harry Crombie. Morning, Harry. Good morning, Gillian. Thanks for coming in today.
1: Thanks for inviting me along.
0: Now, you were pretty much born into the world of property, weren't you? You're from a a large house building family. Mm -hmm. Um, Coburn Building Company, is that right?
1: Yeah, that was my my dad's building company, um, which he started around 45 years ago. He's actually coming up for retirement now, um, just closing the business down, but he was formerly... Uh, part of miller homes ah, uh, right. so i come from a large sort of construction uh, sort of family building uh, uh, dynasty i yes. um so my, yeah in my younger years certainly when i was at school or um over the summer holidays i was very much involved in, in laboring and building walls and stuff for my dad
0: right uh, okay
1: helping out his laborer guys uh shift stuff around which was good you know it was uh, it was, kept me busy over the summer months and then uh, back to school and then did the same when I was at uni as well, just work, work for uh, him. So it was okay. good. I mean, so, yeah, property's been very much part of my uh, my fabric and in the blood, I would say.
0: Yeah, well, as much as you've been involved in property, obviously, for most mm-hmm. of your life, um, you did deviate slightly from property. As you studied film and uh, media at yeah. Sterling. That's right, isn't it?
1: That's right, yeah. Um, well, I suppose when I was younger... Uh, I've always had a fascination with films, and growing up, I think I always wanted to be a film director. Watching too many James yeah. Bond films, <laughs> too many James Bond films, and thinking, ah, looks like a lot you know of fun. You
0: cheer with your name, yeah. you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um, we were fortunate at school, uh, I was at Melville, and they had a film media degree, uh, a course uh-huh. uh, subject, and it was great. So got into Stirling Uni, did the degree, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, halfway through the degree. Um, I think the reality kicked in that it's more of a hobby more fun right. rather than it's a sort of career path. I think some people did take it on further, but uh-huh. it wasn't it wasn't for me i think you know doing work experience for ten years to Yay. try and find a job just wasn't really <laughs> it didn't really motivate no. me yeah so i i, I uh, shelved that little dream
0: uh, right okay you already knew before you graduated that it yeah. wasn't to be but
1: great you know great fun uh, to do and uh, not to deviate too much, but uh, my brother and my cousin actually went on to make a couple of low-budget horror films.
0: Did they? Oh, <laughs> horror. Yeah. So, I
1: horror. I mean, they were, they were... Did they
0: give you the main part? Not that I'm implying I... anything. <laughs>
1: <there>. <laughs> I did have a couple of good cameos. Oh, yeah. uh, no, that, that was did more of a... Yeah, that was more of a... Um, yeah, passion project yeah. for them. Which I was involved with, so I'd like to think I'd use some of my degree somewhere <laughs> down the line. But, uh, yeah, no, it was very much... Um, yeah, very much a hobby thing. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe when I retire, I'll, I'll explore that
0: yeah.
1: passion again. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, um, apart from like coming from a house-building family, how mm-hmm. did you actually start then in property letting?
1: Um, well, yeah, I, mean, I think it was my uncle um, got me uh, some uh, work experience. It, right. was, well, it was work experience. Um, it was at Retty, and a couple of weeks with them, um, just seeing what, what, was, what was up. Um, just after I left uni, Um, and then I got offered a summer placement at Braymore
0: Oh yes um,
1: back in 2008 and I mean within about two or three weeks I was just like absolutely hooked
0: Oh brilliant Yeah,
1: there was so much going on Um, great people to work with I really enjoyed um, Because you were there for quite a
0: while weren't you?
1: Yeah, about five and a half years in the end maybe, yeah five and a half years and um, a lot of changes happened within Braymore Yeah and it was interesting it was good Mm -hmm. but i think it just being really infectious i think every day there was something different happening you weren't just sort of sitting dealing with numbers or whatever Mm -hmm. you're 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 you're, um running around you know doing inspections just simple little jobs but also um meeting lots of interesting people so yeah straight away i was like i had a genuine passion like love for the for the job um and yeah so some replacement and that that led to a full-time job within the company
0: brilliant so after braymore you decided to set up your own letting agency so how did you come to this decision and what what was most challenging about starting up your own business
1: well it's funny i was talking to my friend about this the other day and it was about four or five months into my uh time at braymore i was like yeah i, I can see a real future in this mm-hmm. um i want to have a five-year plan to set up business and just work towards that you know um i, I you know fortunate enough that i had you know, friends and family that had property and yes. i was able to have a bit of a grounding there so uh, as my time with braymore was drawing to an end um, you know i seriously put pen to paper and i after yeah when i left braymore you know the usual sort of six months uh, hiatus yeah. <laughs> um and then got into yeah starting up worked in a serviced office in, in city base and mm-hmm. um, just uh, on on st combe street and um got yeah set the groundwork up and then started bringing on a few clients here and there and just grew up from there and then um i suppose that the biggest challenges were a lot of outlays at the beginning yeah i, I did want to go you know, pretty full on with it not just do it from a, a room as such i wanted to really make a splash and an impact because that's what sells you know i think for to, to bring on business i suppose it costs money to make money yes And this, sure. you know, was, again i was in a position to maybe invest a little more than i uh, had planned to but it you know it worked out mm-hmm. and that's um that's probably one of the, the biggest challenges is, is was getting things off the ground and all money out, no money yeah. in for quite a while.
0: And then you had quite a big presence in Stockbridge, didn't you? Mm-hmm. you had yeah, the,
1: again. Um, the office you know, there. Well, yeah, I was lucky. I was getting a Pizza Hut one night and looked across <laughs> the road and I see uh, Blockbuster was closing down. Ah. So I was on, on the phone to my friend Scott Mitchell, who does commercial property, and mm-hmm. I just asked, you know, do you know anything about this unit? What, what's happening? And the uh, next day he phoned me up and said, well, I, I know the owner, or I can get in touch with the owner and we'll put an offer in.
0: Gosh. And it,
1: it was a real six-month slog mm-hmm. of the legals because Blockbuster to cancel their lease and things like that. Right. So it was a yeah, that was a bit of a, a faff, and you're know, just desperate to get in there mm-hmm. and, and, and get things going. But um, and then I needed a bit of work done to it as well. But no, it was it was good. Uh, You've know, got to see these opportunities. you yeah. got to really go for them, and I, I'm glad I did because. That location in itself gave us a bit more credit, you know, more credibility, yes. and it brought in a lot of business. Yeah, as well. yeah.
0: perfect area in Edinburgh.
1: Really good, yeah, um, and especially in an area that was just you know on the cusp of booming. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm, I'm astonished to see how much uh, comley Bank in particular has grown in the last I know. five, six, seven years. Yeah,
0: incredible. Well, were you still involved in your family business whilst you had Crombie and Co?
1: To a degree, yeah. I mean, I think. Um, the, the Coburn Building, like dad's business, mm-hmm. did have um, properties uh, that they they uh, let out. Yeah. So, what well, I suppose the degree of involvement there, but laterally, as he was coming up for retirement and and sort of I suppose liquidating or demerging uh, the building company, um, had a lot of involvement there mm-hmm. in terms of just you know dealing with uh, information for lawyers and accountants and things like that. But now, um, my our immediate family have yeah. got um, a sort of stake in that, so right. there's a bit of involvement there. Um,
0: so, what aspects then, you know, working in property appeal to you most? Um, it is very varied.
1: It is, and that's probably one of the, I suppose, kind of exciting things is you have a property, but there's so many elements to yes. it, from surveying to building to management to selling. You know, mm-hmm. um, even roof works. You know, yeah. there's so much to do. Um, but the, I think the thing that I've, I've, will appeal to me the most um, going forward is the development side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's really learning, I suppose, from the ground up. And uh, um, I mean, I enjoyed learning about lettings uh, from my role now um, with Murray Curry, who I know you'll come on to. Uh, mm-hmm. They deal with the sales side of things, yeah. which is it's interesting to see. You know, something I've never really been involved yeah. with.
0: Well, actually, because saying that, was it 2018 <coughs> you actually sold Crombie & Co to Marine Currie, didn't That's you? That's right, yeah. yeah. so what led you to that decision?
1: Um, I think for the last, well, I suppose after about so four years, um, I was getting to that point where I felt like I took the business as far as I could on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were bringing on a lot of business, which was great, I had a good team, um, but I, I suppose I learned my own limitations about like what I can... Physically do, and whilst also having other um, interests outside of the actual business, so I had to be careful about making sure timing was right and Mm -hmm. how to take things forward. Didn't want to sort of say, right, no more businesses. Let's keep things as they are and and you know take stock of what we have. I kind of wanted how to move things forward and yeah, take take a new challenge on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a a, a quick chat in a pub. with uh, Stephen Curry. often
0: business, business well, thing, yeah.
1: Stephen, Stephen Curry and Richard Murray and just uh followed up with another conversation around the golf came yeah. up with a deal that worked for us all. And it was it was very much to um, you know keep the sustainability of the portfolio yeah. that the clients uh, moving forward, to keep <coughs> this, you know, me. Uh, keep the level of service going forward. Um so yeah, that was kind of the, the decision. I think it was right. took things as far as I could myself, uh, but wanted to secure long term security for the, the portfolio. Yeah. Um, and you know a, a a company that I know very well. Yeah, two guys that I know very well, um, and who you know in the past I almost had worked with, funnily enough, on um, a couple of occasions. Um, so yeah, right, to say it was a very natural fit.
0: So what's your new role within Murray and Curry?
1: so one thing I, I always wanted to do myself when I had Crombie & Co was create mm-hmm. um, market reports mm-hmm. newsletters and all always an, another little element um, for you know a letting agents can, yes. can really sort of communicate with their clients you know tenants landlords all, all sorts and just the general public I think it's really important mm-hmm. uh, but more, most importantly is showing how they're performing mm-hmm. against the against the market and something that's never run out of time for. I spoke to uh, Steve and Richard about it, um, saying, you know, do you have this? And they say, you know, the, the occasional thing, press mm-hmm. release and whatever. Uh, and I said, look, I think what you really need is to build up this real good bank of uh, stats and analysis mm-hmm. and market research and get that out there because you know I know how well you guys perform, um, how well the biz- business performs. And having been involved in the very early stages with... Uh, when I first transferred over, um, these first couple of weeks, I could mm-hmm. see just you know what they had, um, so I was keen to sort of yeah. add on that or play on that. Um, so my role with them is is this research and analysis mm-hmm. role, um, where you want to build up a sort of historical um, bank, kind of, a bank of,
0: of data, yeah, data, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: um, and then sort of getting that out there. But I think it's also to do with. Um, Using that information to, to promote the business yeah. to, to new clients and, and show how uh, show the how the business performs. Indeed, and that, there are okay, there are a few agents out there who are getting that information out there, um, but it is a luxury that a lot can't afford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That,
0: well, regarding the Edinburgh rental market, so you know, what are your views of the current trends?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, well every quarter you know I get the City yeah. let's report and it's uh, it is always astounding. To see how the market keeps growing by you know three four five percent six percent each each year and you do wonder how long it can go on for um but every year you say oh god it must steady out now and it never mm-hmm. does but i think in light of obviously what was happening in the with brexit um that might have trigger a bit of a slowdown mm-hmm. who knows um, the fact that Edinburgh's population is still growing year on year, it's like three to four thousand people every year, mm-hmm. and it will continue to be that for the next fifteen twenty years, uh, and not enough housing stock to get to build mm-hmm. uh, to, to to cater for that um, for that growth, and a lot of the, the things that are getting built just now are you know in the suburbs are, are four three four five yeah. bed houses. Um, not enough social housing getting built. Um, they're really just sort of scratching the surface of where they needed to be five years ago. Um, so just comes back down to supply yeah, and demand. It does. Um, I think a lot of, maybe people are buying second homes that are um, yeah, using it as a base in Edinburgh. So a lot of stuff yeah. that is getting built is not necessarily getting drip yeah. fed into the market. It's still very difficult to get a mortgage. And you know, If you're a young couple wanting yeah, to get a nice very- prime spot in Edinburgh, you know, West End, Comley Bank, Stockbridge, yeah. Brunsfield, you know, Hillside. You're gonna need like fifty, uh-huh. sixty, seventy thousand deposit, especially, you know, first time buyers that's a, a lot.
0: It is, it's um, a huge amount.
1: So that's the thing. So there's a lot of reasons why renting's yeah. just become far more prominent. I, I think the mentality of people's changed. I think mm-hmm. renting has just become far more um accepted. You yeah. know, it's no longer every king in his castle sort of thing. So um I think that is probably a reason why young professionals think well do you know what i might not be in edinburgh in two or three years time i might have met the love of my life and have have a children you know so i think people are
0: obviously more flexibility yeah
1: it does i think people choosing to rent over buying um so again it's really uh, stretching the market
0: actually you touched on um on you know it could be obviously you know people buying second homes Mm. so what have you noticed there obviously with the extra stamp duty that's been Um, introduced for second homes
1: like all taxes taxes tax people just get on with it i think the lbtt um okay it has been an impact i think um you know sales agents or people dealing with sales will be able to give you a better insight into it but from my understanding it's probably has slowed things down at the Mm -hmm. upper end um but you know people are still offering 10 15% Fifteen percent above home report Enough. value. It's certainly around that sort of two, three hundred thousand mm-hmm. mark. Um, so that's yeah. The LBTT is is one thing. The three percent surcharge. Yeah. If you're serious about investing in property, your three percent is going to get, um, you know, be evaporated within a yeah. year in Edinburgh. Um,
0: so what do you then see? But what do you perceive then as being investors' current greatest challenges?
1: S- supply. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. Um, I think if, if, you know, if, you're, if you're wanting to get a good return, um, you'll struggle in the, the real prime spots mm-hmm. in the city centre. If you achieve 4% gross return, mm-hmm. you're doing really well. Um, however, as rents are obviously going up, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're going to get a bit greater return. But the biggest thing is the capital appreciation yes. on these properties is, is going to continue to, to rise. It um, might only be 2 or 3% this year, maybe once the political landscape you know settles down Mm -hmm. um seen some forecasting 2020 2021 um back up to five six percent growth again you know it's Mm -hmm. it's so you think you can't really lose out in in, you know traditional central edinburgh so i think the risk for investment in edinburgh is very small um but you do need to have some serious cash behind (laughs) you, you yes um interest rates will they go up much um who knows i mean yeah. it's, it can't spike too much otherwise could slow down the the the, the growth of the, the nation again yeah. um so it's a it's all kind of a fine balance at the moment but if you're so you're you know got cash investment to put in i can't think of anywhere better than edinburgh to do it mm-hmm. um if you're lucky enough to get a good deal in some central areas then brilliant mm-hmm. one two three bed properties are you know just that's that's the market um what about
0: areas out with edinburgh more hmm. of your suburbs for investors
1: well, i suppose and that's trying to um
0: you know, like, families i think you know obviously yeah, there's a lot more families having, that, having that are that rented. crystal ball um
1: so mm-hmm. where's gonna be the next big area um i've had this sort of thought for a while that you know Leith has boomed, it um, yeah. really has. Uh, so you're trying to think of where next, you know, after that it's been sort of New Haven and that's really picked up in Trinity. But I really feel Granton is a, a yeah. good area. They've had a lot of development a lot of development going on in Granton right now uh, and going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to become more popular, yeah. be a, you know, more shops and services and transport links, so it's going to be a better way of living down there. Um, having dealt this with a lot of pro-
0: schools as well, yeah, and, hasn't
1: been that's it. and having dealt with a lot of property in the <clears> area, <throat> area um, these uh, you can automatically see the, the quality of people, yeah. you know, lifestyle, or um, quality of life basically yeah. is is a lot better there. Um, the market has grown, you know, significantly in the last two or three years. <clears throat> um, you know, the city can't grow much further north. It can eastwards, southwards, westwards. It can <clears throat> continue to grow. So all of a sudden granton or the north yeah. of Edinburgh becomes much more centralized as the city grows outwards um so yeah no i think i think round about there um you get good good value uh really sort of family area you'll get a lot mm-hmm. of people moving within the area as well who know the area and and, and look to rent and buy in that yeah. area um when you start looking you know, further westward i know south queensferry has had a you know a lot of development out there and that's always been a popular area um and then going eastwards, uh, I suppose like well, I don't know Portobello mm-hmm. and and I've just been const- other, yeah constantly yeah. see reports in, in the papers about uh, how much that these areas yes. have grown. So you're really quite limited to these opportunities. And as I say, you know a lot of big developments in the outskirts seem to be three, four, five bedroom mm-hmm. family homes, a wee plot of flats, and then a bit given up for uh, mid market or you know social yeah. housing. So it's it's. There aren't a great deal of, of things available, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. It's
0: well, on another note, because um, I know how busy you are, so what do you do to escape on the pressures of the, the property world?
1: Mm, yeah, well, uh, golf. Yeah. I <laughs> play a lot of golf um, and 5 side football, just getting outdoors. Right, yeah, okay. Socialising. I mean, it's really lucky in Edinburgh and that there's a real close network of property people
0: yeah,
1: state agents and surveyors and all sorts it is it very is, close isn't it it is a really social aspect of mm-hmm. it again one of the sort of thing that grew me yeah. really into it and um, so it's, you know you, you end up going for have to work with the people you work with, or that's work right. against. All those as well. Your competitors, well. competitors too. You it's do. true, and especially
0: it's, more recently, because everyone uh, is dealing with the same pressures exactly, and yeah. changes and legislation yeah. and things. So everyone's together now. They're talking a lot more, and there, there is a, a, a kind of closeness that's developed a lot more over recent years. They isn't are. There?
1: Yeah, that's that's very true, and then yeah. there's a lot more sort of, I suppose, seminars and and. Um, conferences etc yeah. property related that you do see the same people over and over uh-huh. again and it's great to sort of have that thing to talk about equally yeah like you say the same pressure but you can get away from that and talk uh-huh. about life I outside know, of work aspects. yeah it so, is yeah so yeah no, um getting just being outdoors and just uh, uh-huh. escaping escaping the day-to-day of of, of things is it's easy to do, actually.
0: <laughs> Good. Yeah, well, you you currently live in Comley Bank, is that right? That's
1: right, but yeah. But tell
0: me, so what would be your ideal home and where? Or have you already found it? Is it Comley Bank?
1: Um, I think eventually one day in the future, uh, way, way down the line, I'd like to live in Trinity. That's mm-hmm. where I grew up. Um, I think it's a, a beautiful part of the yes. city. Um, Trinity, even in relief, would be great, but... Um, I need to win the lottery right now to, to kinda of get into that uh, that area. But um right now my I really like to live out in East Lothian. Um ah,
0: East Lothian's nice too. Yeah.
1: Um play a lot of golf out there. Uh I'll go out there quite a lot. Yes. I've got friends out there and um yeah, so i didn't realize it's not
0: far from the city, but you feel like you're not, escaping, you don't you? Are, you are, and
1: that's the thing. It's it's but over the recent years I didn't realise just how much I enjoyed yeah. being in that in that in that area you know it's uh-huh. a microclimate as well it's,
0: it does get, doesn't yeah it? it's
1: generally really nice so a nice way of life so i'd quite happily see myself moving out that way at some point um get away from the you know living in city center for 11 12 years um kind of yeah. uh, had my had my stint of it so quite ready to try yeah i've moved further
0: out yeah. and um i mean don't regret it at all i do feel like you're escaping mm-hmm. you know at night and at the weekend and yeah. just yeah different way of life but, well, obviously, you've had a busy five years. Mm-hmm. So what are your plans for the next five?
1: Next five? Right. Um, well, I always like to have a five-year plan. <laughs> um, but I, I suppose I need to write it first. Um, no, Should have
0: pre-warned you. <laughs> I
1: Now, no, I'm, really, um, I'm really... Excuse me.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> the coffee. yeah, it's
1: like, yeah the,
0: the office has been renovated, but just see, I think it's probably still dust set, like, <laughs> it's isn't set it? From the, the yes.
1: fumes, <laughs> <laughs> nah, sure it
0: masks is. next time. <laughs>
1: um, now, the next five years, I would uh first of all, I'm really kind of tied in with with Murray and Curry in yes. a sense of I've got some projects to be working on with them. Really excited to be working with this this new team, mm-hmm. and um obviously. First and foremost, it's, I'm still in that process of integrating my business with them, and still yeah. need to be there for my clients. You know, I'm still the, the face of my right. old business, Crumbby and Co. Um, so, and it's important that I'm I'm kind of there, make sure that the the, the, the team are currently, yeah, uh, up to speed with all the yeah. all the things that I all the quirks and things <laughs> uh, that I have of my uh, for my clients. Um, moving forward, yeah, heading. Five years in the line, I'd like to be looking towards development, property right, development. Okay. Um, my brother and I are uh, very keen to get mm-hmm. involved in that side of things. Um, it's just going to be building that uh, groundwork and finding yeah. these opportunities, mm-hmm. of which, um, you know, <laughs> they're few and far between. And when they come up, um, everyone's yeah. going to be on And
0: top again, of that. would that be concentrating in Edinburgh or
1: out with. Ideally, Edinburgh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously not talking big sort of cal development yeah. <laughs> you know the, the house building background of from my father was um, you know small plots of eight ten townhouses blocks of 16 flats right. that type of thing so great if we can get um something but i think it'll be min- scale refurbishments etc at the, at the moment but that's definitely something we am keen to get into great. like a lot of other people i'm sure yeah. but uh um right now the, the focus is is and is working with murray and curry and yeah. um uh, heading up some uh, projects with them.
0: Brilliant. Well, finally, mm-hmm. rumour has it, I remember you telling me a long time ago, um, am I right in thinking that Prince Harry was named after you? <laughs> you told me a little story one time. right. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you to elaborate on that.
1: Um, right, so... Uh, I was obviously drunk in a pub one night. But, uh, <laughs> there'd
0: been a few drinks consumed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, yeah. been giving a, f- a rugby day. Funny, funny story was... Uh, my, my dad was at school, at Gordonson School with Prince Charles, and they shared a, a dorm a dormitory with him. So they, they knew each other quite well. Yeah. I think it was a year above my dad or something, I can't quite remember. But after they left, I think, well, my dad and Prince Charles bumped into each other two or three uh-huh. times. So they're all familiar with each other. And then when I was born, or shortly after I was born, when I was maybe one or two months old, uh, my mum and dad were, were down at New Haven Harbour, and there's a bit of commotion going on, and uh, offstep Prince Charles, Diana, and Prince William, and uh, my dad and Prince Charles clocked each other. And uh, oh God,
0: uh, <laughs> I just put you on the spot.
1: Kind <laughs> of have. I think I need a couple more drinks to tell the
0: story. <laughs> 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 this sounds like my still happens just like to say we do have tea here. Yeah, <laughs> tea, <and laughs> yeah. and it's like half ten in the morning. Yeah. Not that that was. Why should that be a reason? A we... drinks, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, they got off, uh-huh. I think they clocked each other, and they went with a crowd of people. Uh-huh. And um, Diana came up to my mum and said, "Who's this?" Because I was like two months old. And my mum was holding me.
0: because really, she was heavily pregnant, wasn't she? Uh, uh, Diana at the time. Yeah.
1: And uh, said, "Oh, who's this?" And my mum said, "Oh, this is my son, Harry." <laughs> And Diana said, oh, what a lovely name. And then within weeks, Prince Henry... Didn't was, she
0: say that they were... Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh.
1: They, basically, they, they were planning to have Prince Henry. And obviously, Harry was not a much better name to use. So and
0: that's how... That, I think that's a good story. I think we just stick with that version, <laughs> don't a we? Really,
1: really tenuous, link story, um, but... Love it, no, all, I,
0: think, I think we just go with that All I mean, true,
1: that I way. like to think it was uh, the reasons
0: Absolutely yeah. <laughs> oh, Well listen, thank you Harry for coming in today You're
1: very welcome, though. thanks for having me and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun
0: I'm Gillian Semler, thanks for listening If you've enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms including Spotify, iTunes and Soundcloud as well as on sitiolets.co.uk forward slash podcasts and also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch just reach out. Let's Talk at letstalk.co.uk.